My beloved brothers, all praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has blessed us with the wealth of Iman. May Allah pa keep us with Iman. May Allah take us away from this world in the state of perfect Iman. And on the day of Qiyamah, may Allah ta'ala resurrect us with perfect Iman. All praise and thanks also due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who blessed us to be in the Mubarak Ummah of His Moose. Allah, the best of all creation, Sayyidina Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa This is not our achievement, this is not our intelligence. There's only the mercy of Allah gives it to whom He wants. Allah deprives whom He wants. Every day, my beloved brothers, we have to make shukr to Allah that Allah gave us this iman. It's not the intelligence of a human being. Many, many years ago, we were in America and at University of California, there were 55,000 kitabs on Islam. For what? There's a gift only from Allah. Allah gives it to whom He wants. Deprives whom He wants. Imagine beloved Rasulullah Uncle Abu Talib. He was with them in that gorge of Abi Talib where the Sahaba were boycotted for three years. He was not Muslim. What Abu Talib gave for Rasul Wasallam, if all the Muslims of the world put together, try to give, will never be able to give. When him and Rasul Wasallam traveled to Syria before Nabuwat was exposed, obviously Allah's Nabi was Nabi chosen before. Before Nabuwat was exposed, at that time already he saw the direct assistance of Allah. They came to a place, a monk or a priest invited them for meals. The whole group came accepting Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's okay, Sheikh. Don't worry about all this. It's okay. Everything will get better. Huh? No, the, the priest invited them. The whole group came except Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said this invitation was for the young boy. That's why you had to come. Why did you leave him out? He said, he's grazing the cattle. They went to fetch Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi came. As Abu Talib was walking with Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they already had a cloud cover for Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from Allah. He saw this directly. In his lifetime, 
he told his son Ali radiallahu and Jafar radiallahu what your nephew is doing is correct. Follow your nephew. At the time when they were in that gorge, you can imagine the incident is three years Sahaba were boycotted. There was a scroll that was hung up in the haram to say nobody can buy or sell. These were boycotted in that. And the condition was that this boycott will be finished on Auzubillah if they hand over the head of Rasulullah. The Quraysh said to them, the Kuffar in Makkah said to them, they said to Abu Talib, just give him here, give your nephew to us and the boycott is over. As regards the Sahaba, what they say, our hunger was tolerable, but our children's hunger was intolerable. They lived on leaves. The only food that came in was the food that the women who were married in the other tribes managed to smuggle and bring in. Khadija herself, the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Allahu Akbar at that time, can you imagine Fatima radiallahu as a little girl, as a little child, holding on to the dress of Khadija say, Oh ma, water, oh ma, food. And this was only because they were Muslim. I say in that period once Khadija radiallahu anha had the Mubarak head of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa in her lap. Now can you imagine her state? They say their mouths were fested with ulcers, sores, because of no food. At that time, Khadija radiallahu anha is still asking Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Oh my beloved Nabi, is there anything else that I can do for you? Abu Talib at that time, Allahu Akbar, when the Quraysh told him, or the Kuffar in Makkah told him, that all you do is hand over the head. At that time Abu Talib said, that even if you kill all of us, and we'll make a human wall, but we'll never, we'll never allow you to touch Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Yet, Abu Talib was on his deathbed. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa came. He said, my uncle, all I want you to is whisper in my ear, Kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And on the day of Qiyamah, I'll intercede on your behalf. And Abu Talib said, what would the girls in the gullies of Makkah say if Abu Talib has to accept Islam? Who gave us this iman? It's not on lineage, it's not on intelligence, it's not on knowledge. It's only tawfiq of Allah. Only tawfiq of Allah. And by the custom of Allah, the best Muslim Mujahid al-Fasani say, can never ever take pride on the worst kafir. Because he doesn't know whether he's going to die with iman and the kafir is going to die without iman. The other day in one masjid, obviously not in South Africa, a man walked into the masjid. Allahu Akbar, probably one Jamaat brought him. He looked wrong. He looked like he was high on his own supply, whatever it was. The Imam said, get him out from here, take him out, kick him out. We don't want him. He said, no problem Imam, I'm going. Just allow me to say two rakats salat. Huh? In the first sajda of the two rakats, he already met Allah. <laughs> Who can we judge? Nobody a Muslim because of his father. Only because of the karam and the fuzzle of Allah. We had Mawlana Abdurrahman, Hafiz Abdurrahman Miyasab from Miyas Farm. used to say a very beautiful thing. He used to say four shukars a man must make every day in his life. One is, Allah gave us kalima. Second, Allah made us the ummah of Rasul sallallahu Third, look at the kindness of Allah. Allah covered our gunas. Which husband would be able to live with his wife if she knew what he was? And which wife would be able to live with the husband if he knew what she was? How much guna we made? Forget the eyes and the ears and the hands. Think of that mind that is all the time Allah Akbar. Judging somebody. Thinking better than somebody. What goes on? 24 hours in this body. Huh? What is the reaction? Allah Akbar. Imagine a dunya deal is done and I'm happy about it. What has it done to my iman? How many times is Allah Akbar, Musa Salam's time, a sinner, sinning for 40 years, and a pious man, pious for 40 years. And the pious man looks down on the sinner, 
Immediately Allah reveals to Musa Islam, tell them they both on one level. The sinner, his 40 years of sin forgiven and the spious man because of his bad thought, his 40 years of sins gone. Imagine Allah Ta'ala covered our faults. And the last one, Allahu Akbar, so beautifully said, Alhamdulillah, Allah kept rosy in his hands. The boss can take your job, but he can never take your rosy. The government can expropriate your land, but he can't take your rosy. Rosy is not what we earn. Rosy is what we eat, what we wear, what we send ahead. Huh? The greatest deception to risk is we think what we own is ours. Only that which we ate, which we wore, which we send ahead, that is ours. Besides that, I'm a little bit crude, forgive me, but we are nothing but a rented donkey carrying a load from birth to death. In this world, it's a trust. In the year after, it's an answerability. My beloved brothers, we've been sent, select how much shukar we make. And what is the shukar of this kalima? To live the life of kuffar, Yahud and Nasar. The entire world, Muslim and Kafir alike. Today, my beloved brothers, there's a cancer more dangerous than any cancer, pancreatic cancer. Cancer is aggressive. There's a cancer worse than any cancer on this earth. And what, what is that cancer? That inner belief in my heart. I'm not telling you. I'm telling my own heart first. The belief that if I work, I will earn. If I earn, then I'll be able to eat. And if I eat, then I'll live. And the more I have, the more successful I am. And what he said in Urdu, Mehnat se mal, mal se chizo. Today, the kafir and the Muslim alike, this is in our heart. That's why Allah says in Quran, Shaitan fears us with what? Poverty. And every day in front of our eyes, we see how many have earned by the custom of Allah, Allah didn't give them a chance to eat. And forget that, how many left for their children and their children don't even get it. I was now in Mombasa a little while ago. And Allah, but this brother's telling me, sit with me, sitting here like friends, we're sitting and talking. He said, you know what? My cousin, his son graduated as a dentist in Cape Town. So the whole family came down to Cape Town. And after they said, no, we'll take a little break, a holiday on the garden road. One accident, the whole family got wiped out. And his brother, a poor man, <laughs> he was the sole inheritor. He got everything. Who made it? Who took it? Who gave it? That has been written. Nabi Muhammad Wasallam said, seek your sustenance moderately. Seek your sustenance moderately because your sustenance chase you. As your death chases you, like your sustenance, your death will never leave you. Your sustenance will never leave you. And more than that, they say whenever you have a problem in your sustenance, turn to the obedience of Allah. My beloved brothers, how this faith? Allah Akbar. Beloved Rasulullah SAW, one, one, one occasion, held the tail end of the turban of Zubair And he said to him, oh Zubair, I'm the messenger of Allah directly to you and generally for everybody. Do you know what Allah has said? He says, Sahaba, even if Nabi Ali Islam had to ask what time of the day it was, and they knew, they would say, we don't know, you tell us what time it is. He said, oh Nabi Allah, you tell me. He said, oh Zubair, do not bother yourself about that thing for which I'm responsible. And you know what's that? Your sustenance. I said, and you know what Allah said further? And Zubair said, oh Nabi Allah, tell me. He said, the door of sustenance is right next to the arsh of Allah, and it doesn't close by day nor by night. And from there Allah Ta'ala gives, He say Allahu Akbar, who gives more, Allah gives him more. Who counts and gives, Allah counts and gives. And who's close-fisted, meaning stingy, Allah so treats him. Then it goes on, long hadith to the effect. He said, generosity stems from having faith in Allah. And stinginess, miserliness, 
stems from having doubt in Allah. They say, Allah Akbar. Generosity is a tree in Jannat. What is branches on this earth who catches onto that branch can never go to Jahannam. And stinginess is a tree in Jahannam. What is branches on this earth who catches onto that branch will never go to Jannat. My beloved brothers, how that faith can come in our heart. Allah Akbar, everything. Today ask a young man, why are you not getting married? He said, I'm not set. You know meaning of set? Pockets are still empty. Wallah, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Marriage is the means of barakat. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, never said a job. He said, Wallah, in the whole Quran, Allah has never said how to earn. Ulama say, Allah Ta'ala has said how to spend. Huh? He say, Allah has said the ways of earnings. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْسُ لَا يَخْتَسِبْ and the one who fears Allah, Allah says, we give him sustenance from unseen sources. That house that is blessed with old people. Today, Allah forgive us. We're putting the old people in homes. Now that, now on this Eid, one friend of mine, he's got the, he's a bit eccentric, but he's got this habit. He goes and visit the homes. So he comes there half past 11 in the morning. And comes to his home and he finds two aunties well-dressed and they're waiting. He say, auntie, who are you waiting for? He said, my son said he'll pick me up half past seven. It's already half past eleven. That's how we treat our mother. How Allah is going to treat us. We've forgotten who we are. Houses don't make happiness. Beds don't make sleep. Success comes from the commands of Allah. Deed is what is called all good. If a man can't be good to his mother, he cannot be good to deed. Allah will never be good to him. How this deen can come, my beloved brothers, deen is a way of life. How that Mubarak deen can come in every rich, every poor, every black, every white, every man. This is the only success. The blacks are not our enemies. The whites are not our friends. Our worry is how deen can come to every black and can come to every white. Who was Sayyidina Bilal anhu? Man left his freedom to come into slavery to meet Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and when he accepts Islam in slavery, Allah Akbar, imagine how his master treats him. Dragged over the burning sands, heavy boulder put on his chest, beaten between his ribs, and the Mubarak greatest doubt to mankind comes out from his chest, from his heart. What is that? Ahadun Allah. Ahad. Ahad. The one Allah. 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 Today, my Allah, is, my Allah has been mixed up with my shop, and my job, and my color, and my this and my debt, and my government. That one, Ahadun, Ahad, Ahadun, Ahad. The woman of Makkah Mukarramah say, leave Bilal, leave Bilal. Ahadun, Ahad is power pounding on our hearts, pounding in our ears. We can't take that Ahadun, Ahad. They say one day Abu Jahal, Abu Talib, Shayba, Utayba. Allahu Akbar, my beloved brothers, take Bilal. They kick him between his ribs. They say, imagine what an occasion it must have been when they punished Bilal radiallahu that the torturers actually got tired. They said he could bend his hand, they could break his head, they could gorge his eye, they could do whatever. But there was one part of his body that they could never get to. And that is where that Ahadun Ahad came from. That is that heart. That's why Nabi Islam said, one piece of flesh, if it's correct, the body is correct. If that is wrong, the entire body is wrong. Is that heart? Is the heart? Is the heart? Say on that day when they kicked Bilal radiallahu anhu and they beat him, they asked Bilal radiallahu anhu, if your Allah is true, why isn't he helping you? Don't you think we're also asking the same question? Where's the help of Allah? Where's the help of Allah? They say Bilal radiallahu anhu gave the answer not for Abu Jahl, as much as that answer referred to us. Bilal radiallahu anhu said to him, actually you got it wrong. 
ma Allah wants to see how true Bilal is. Wallah, we're going to leave that shop and job and property and possession and profession tomorrow. And might be tomorrow is too far, might be today. Let that not be the problem when we're leaving the world. Our Muhammad sallallahu worry was that when a man gets transferred from this world to the next. Nabi sallallahu said so beautifully on one occasion, each man has three brothers. He said one is his dunya, property, possession, profession, whatever it is. Say when he dies, these things divorce him. Somebody's janaza was going, a very rich person. Somebody asked, whose janaza is this? He said so and so. No, he said, he said the biggest liar. He said, how can you say this? He said, yesterday, he said, this is my property, today whose? Then the next one is our kith and kin. They'll take that body to the Kabristan. They'll bury the body. If they're good, they'll make dua. If they're bad, they'll be shedding crocodile tears. And then the fight for the inheritance starts. Can that soul ever get rest? And the third one is what? Our iman and our amal. Allah's Nabi Wasallam said, iman is such a thing. And amal, it will come with us in the cover. It will surround that body. It will become a defense to every type of punishment. The Mubarak Quran, it says, Hazrat Sheikh Abdullah is written, who reads Surah Tabarak Alladhi every night. Surah Tabarak Alladhi will come in the form of a bird on that body and say, Ya Allah, if you do not forgive the inhabitant of this cover, then take me out of your kitab. What's going to come to our assistance, my beloved brothers? What are we working for? What are we killing for? What are we hating for? What are we proud about? What's going with us? How much has that worry taken us? Muhammad sallallahu by day, by night, if there was a cry, if there was a worry, if there was a pain unexplainable, like the Quran says, Oh my beloved Nabi sallallahu are you going to destroy yourself just because these people are not believing? They say when Surah Wad Duha was revealed, it was after time period there was no revelation. And then when Surah Wad Duha was revealed, it's a surah that gives consolement to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa Allah says, Meaning to the effect, Hi. Allah Akbar to console Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam my beloved brothers at that time Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said I will never be happy until my whole ummah is not forgiven I said there he was lying it was the throes of death my Aisha radiallahu anha was there Nabi Alaihi Wasallam fell passed out then he woke up passed out then he woke up a gift came from a certain king or a leader of a tribe and he gave some gold coins she came to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said this brought this for you Nabi Islam looked at Aisha Radiallahu and said to her Aisha how awkward could it be that the Nabi of Allah dies with this in his possession tell Ali Radiallahu to distribute it he fell unconscious again he got up and the first question he asked has that been distributed and the second time she said Alhamdulillah I gave it to Ali Radiallahu a broad smile on his face as if a burden was taken off his chest tell me my beloved brothers what are we fighting about Sikandar ruled the entire world Yet when it was time to die, he said to his mother, take my hands and take it out of the coffin. The mother asked him why. He said, so Sikandar can show the world that I came with nothing and I go away from this world with nothing. It's not going. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, my beloved brothers, Allah Akbar, at that time, they said there was a bowl or a container and he kept on putting his hand in which there was water because it was the transference from this dunya to akhirat. Ulama say it's called Sakratul Maut. The angel of death will pull our ruh out first from our feet. It is how to explain. They say Allahu Akbar is like a, thaw, a, a rose bush and you take a piece of cloth and you pull it from the bottom to the top. How does it look when it comes out from there? Or a bird that is not dying nor living and you put it into boiling oil. What will be the condition of that bird? They say Sakratul Maut is heavier than that. When Ibrahim was asked, he said, My Allah, show me the death of a good and a bad person. Allah showed him the death of a bad person. When Ibrahim saw that, 
the shape and form of the angel of death. He passed out. When he woke up, he said, what happened? He said, Wallah, only the shape and form of the death for any human being who lived his life according to his wombs, fancies, passions, desires, this would be sufficient a repayment. Then he's asked for the, how the rule of a good person is taken out. Say Allah It was like a piece of hair that is taken out from fine flour. Say how many malaika coming with silver platters and each one saying marhaban, marhaban biku. And the smell of roses, the most beautiful aroma. Allahu Akbar, marhaba, marhaba. And the rue is taken out. When Ibrahim Islam saw this, he said, Wallah, this is sufficient for a repayment. Even if there was no Jannat, or the ease of the day of Qiyamat, or the easy crossing of Sirat for a person on Iman. Now can you imagine, my beloved brothers, what is to come after this? Allah's Nabi Sallallahu never called a doctor, lawyer, Hafiz, Alim, intelligent. All he said, the one who prepares for his death and remembers his death, he is the most resolute and intelligent of men. Think in our hearts, where are we going? What are we worried about our children? We're dying. The work, Allahu Akbar, it is said the greatest deprivation, even more than Jahannam. He said, if a man doesn't get the opportunity to see his Allah. Imagine to die from this world. What the worry of what my son is going to be and what my daughter is going to be. And not worry what that son or daughter is going to send three kul to me when I die. Really, my beloved brothers, don't you think it's time that we make some decisions? I'm telling you to tell my own heart. We are all the travelers of the same ship. Until we're not there, we never know. There's a, there's a, that Sakratul Maut is a position we have to pass. It's a journey. Wallah, there wasn't a Sahabi who didn't fear this journey. There wasn't a Sahabi who didn't fear this journey. There wasn't a Sahabi who didn't worry about this journey. Such a worry that overpowered every other worry of his life. Imagine for Abu Bakr Dilan, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Oh Abu Bakr, the eight doors of Jannat will say, Abu Bakr, come through me. Because he was par excellence. He said, Allah Akbar, Abu Bakr Dilan said, Ya Allah, how I wish I was a blade of grass that was eaten by some beast, so that I do not have to fear reckoning on the day of Qiyamah. Yet Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, When Allah will be in his Jalal, that means in his Allahu Akbar Jalal. I can't explain that. Ask some ulama. And Allah will ask, who's ready to give reckoning today? And there will be not a soul ready. You can imagine, day of Qiyamah when every Nabi will say, Ya Rabbi Nafsi. Only Muhammad Habibullah will say, Ya Rabbi Ummati. That day when Allah will be in his Jalal, and Allah will say, who's going to give reckoning today? Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will as if push Abu Bakr Ridhi forward. And Abu Bakr will stand and all he'll read is Kulhu Allahu Ahad. He says Allah's anger will come down at that time when Abu Bakr reads Kulhu Allahu Ahad. Allahu Akbar. My beloved brothers, imagine pregnant mothers will abort. Nursing mothers will love their nurse. I was in Jamaat with a person from Sri Lanka who was in the tsunami, living on the beach side. He say there was a woman when that water was chasing human beings, thinking that her child was in her hand. And as she was running after 200 meters, when she saw there's no child, she also died on the spot. What must be the day of Qiyamah when Allah calls it Yomul Hasarat, a day of regret? My beloved brothers, we're all going to go through that journey. But the doors of Allah open. Wallah, no matter how old we are. We got such a kalima if a hundred year old kafir reads this kalima. A sahabi says he came to Nabi Islam, an elderly man. His eyebrows right over his eyes. He said to Nabi Islam, there isn't a passion of mine that I didn't fulfill. There isn't a desire that I didn't fulfill. I live my life according to my own will and fancy. Tell me if I read this kalima, will Allah forgive me? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, 
Allah, if you read this kalima, you'll be as pure as you came out from your mother's stomach the first time. The door of Allah is open. Abu Zarifah Ridilanu, Nabi Ali Salaam tells him, that person who read this kalima, even if he made zina and he stole, Allah will forgive him. Abu Zarifah looks at us, Nabi Ali Salaam again, even if he stole and made zina, Nabi Ali Salaam says Allah will forgive him. The third time, the same thing, the fourth time, Nabi Ali Salaam tells him, Abu Zar, as if even if you don't like it or agree with it, Allah will forgive you. Wallah, what we got? Don't you think, man? What right the whole mankind has on us that we take this kalima to them? It was the time of Hajj. I know time is up. Just two minutes. It was the time of Hajj when our great Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stood there. And he asked Sahaba, did I pass this message on? And can you imagine what, what conviction they said? You didn't pass this message on. You fulfilled the rights of this message. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam lifted his finger. As if to make Allah the witness and he said, Allahumma shahadu Allah, you bear witness. Allah, you bear witness. Three times. And then Nabi Islam said, those of you who are present, go and give the message to those who are not. In the manner that those who are not, know and understand it better than those who are present. What must have been that day when 124,000 Sahaba, of which 90% left their homes not for 40 days and 4 months, but never returned home. At least 35 to 40,000 covers alone in Jordan. Sahaba's cover in China. Which part of the world Sahaba's covers were not? Only for what? For mankind to be saved. Today this ummah has not even taken it as our responsibility. We've reduced our life to what? My responsibility is my wife and my children and more than even their deen is just their food and clothing and their education. Don't you think we all have to make tawbah today my beloveds? Wallah, the time is short, it's Jumma, but each one of us here as we sit today, Let's make a few intentions. The first thing, my beloveds, to get Allah's mercy on us and to take Allah's wrath and punishment away from us. Each one who's here, let's make near that from today, we are going to make our five salah with jamaat. There's no place in Islam for that one who doesn't make salah. One man who misses one salah is worse than losing all his family, all his property, all his possession. First thing, and at home, my beloved, in our homes, one hearty request. Let's make a tally. Our seven-year-old sons encourage them to come to masjid with us and girls to make at home. And by 10, imagine Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say you can physically beat them if they don't come to masjid. Today, fathers are in the masjid, children are at home. Can Barkat ever come in that house? This entire tabligh is what? To make everyone make five times a day salah. Everyone to touch the Quran. Everyone to make zikrullah. Everyone not to deceive his wife or husband. Everyone to live this life as if Allah is with us and watching us. And we're going to return to him at any time. May Allah keep us all with iman. Take us with iman. Forgive us all, my beloved brothers. If there's anything I said that offended you, please forgive me also. We are all so weak, my beloved. We all can only go to Jannah by the mercy of Allah. May Allah have mercy on us, especially our generations to come. What the... What the things that they are faced, my brothers, Wallah, our rose is written. If there's a thing to fear, is the fear of what's going to happen. Take this to our heart. Make that environment of the house. Give our masjid time. It's not only up, down, kiss the ground, go to town, in and out of the masjid. No, make time, sit in the masjid. Go and meet people. They are old people whose children haven't seen them. Who can't care for them. What have we did? Is it only money that we call wealth? Forgive me, my beloved brothers, but let's make some serious decision. We hear this week, next week, we might be known that he stood next to me in Jummah. He's gone.